This is a pain information network. Let's talk a little bit about fibromyalgia today. Uh, one of the questions I got is about fibromyalgia. As you know, I have on paininformation.com an inquiry that you can send me your questions, and I read them all. And fibromyalgia pops up a lot. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about fibromyalgia today, just a little bit, because it's a huge subject, and I'm going to keep going back to it. There's nothing wrong with revisiting subjects. Uh, no kidding. Things change. Thoughts change. New drugs come out. People have different opinions about disease states, and like I've always said, everybody's a snowflake. We're all different. So we look at each individual as just that. They're an individual. So let's take a minute for fibromyalgia. Okay, fibromyalgia, what what is this thing? Well, for the longest time, it was a battle for me to convince folks from thinking about the simplicity of fibromyalgia as a muscle problem. Well, I got muscle pain here, I got muscle pain there. It tends to be migratory. Sometimes it's widespread. I call it the fibro five, irritable bowel, chronic fatigue, migraine, headache, uh, pelvic pain, of course that muscle pain. That's a fibro five. They they tend to all kind of come together in some form. Uh, Maybe it's uh, the pelvic pain more predominant today or the muscle pain last week. And the problem people were getting into in the 90s when fibromyalgia was being being really recognized as an up-and-coming problem, a, a true diagnosis, is they were chasing pain. And what is rule five? You don't chase pain try to improve function and quality of life. But the problem with fibromyalgia is it's so daunting and and complex to folks, it kind of overwhelms them. The other thing it does is just wears them down. Most pain problems do wear people down. I completely agree with that. I completely get that. But fibromyalgia is different because fibromyalgia is that pain I call inside out as opposed to outside in. Most that hear me speak knows I really believe that most diagnoses, not all, but most diagnoses in the chronic pain arena are involving the central nervous system to a great degree. So you can't just treat a peripheral problem. For example, now listen to this a couple of times. Fibromyalgia is really a central amplification disorder. It's inside out as opposed to outside in. It's the uh, brain type of rewiring, recircuitry, uh, reorganizing how it processes signals. So the muscle pain and the rest of the fibro five is a peripheral manifestation of a central nervous system problem. So what it comes down to is this. I have this problem. It's interfering with most of my quality of life indices, most of my things I enjoy. I can't sleep. I can't think. Okay, let's look at that. Let's do a deep dive here. As you know, I believe that pain, addiction, and depression are basically the same thing. Neurobiologically, we see this. It's the same thing. So if you look at some of the processes we'll be talking about in future discussions, I try to address pain, addiction, and depression as one potential uh, entity. Now, no, people don't turn into addicts, but most people have situational depression and anxiety when they have a chronic disease state, particularly fibromyalgia and chronic pain. What's happening? So right behind the ear in that primitive part of the brain, 
where a lot of this is processed is uh, an interrelationship to different structures. These structures can be pretty well mapped out in some great work by Dr. Gardner and others have, have pretty much shown us that, no, no kidding, <laughs> we're, we're wired and we are wired to do certain things. When an individual has a chronic problem like fibromyalgia or chronic pain itself, uh, the brain does many things and the brain changes. It changes the way it works and it changes the way uh, it functions that ultimately changes you. So if we took a functional magnetic resonance imaging, we could actually see different spots in the brain that kind of light up. Fibromyalgia has its own place and and, uh, chronic regional pain syndrome has another. And different pain problems are manifested on the functional magnetic resonance imaging in different places. So fibromyalgia is true and it real is real. People that don't believe in fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia, whatever they want to call it, are needing education and I'd be happy to educate them. Yeah, it's real. So you really do feel this widespread pain. It is migratory. And if it wasn't real, why do we have three drugs that I know very well that are actually labeled by the FDA in America for fibromyalgia. So let's think about this. Why would an antidepressant like duoxetine or Cymbalta as a trade name, why would it be labeled for pain? Well, that drug is also labeled for low back pain. That drug is also labeled for uh, this neuropathic type stuff and depression. Well, because that part of the brain I'm talking about from inside out, the primitive part of the brain, the neurobiology, uh, well, it has a lot to do with pain in general. And pain, addiction, and depression work from here, and that drug works there. So when you start improving those pathways, you start improving your general life scenario. In other words, less pain, better sleep, better memory, etc. Oh, you said memory. Yeah, I did. Because those are in pain, and, and those that don't sleep, well, they have trouble with memory. And we know that from this primitive part of the brain that speaks to higher centers, the prefrontal cortex on up, that once you start getting into this pattern of interrupted sleep, I'll call it alpha-2 intrusion, that many people have in chronic pain and chronic disease states like fibromyalgia, they just don't think clearly. They can't sleep well. Would that be fibro fog? Yep, that's what it is. Absolutely true. You have memory disturbance. Absolutely there is an explanation for it. So, all right, let's look at the things we can do. So, first of all, get the diagnosis right. The diagnosis of fibromyalgia is uh, somewhat defined by the uh, American Rheumatologic Association and others. Uh, rheumatologists have kind of traditionally fallen on this uh, disease or chronic pain state, whereas many people treat it from family practice on down, and many alternative healthcare providers such as chiropractic, massage therapists, and the like. So uh, it's a kind of a, a broad brushstroke. Now, we, we treat it with a goal in mind, and that goal has to be defined very early. So we, we say, and I repeat it again, where's your benchmarks? Three, six, nine, and 12 months. If we're not hitting them, we need to know why. All right. Restorative sleep capacity. We can help you with that. 
first of all, if you're uh, suffering from certain disease processes such as hypertension or maybe you have some problems with your weight, uh, you know, obesity, not a moral failing, it's just what it is, you really might need a diagnosis while you aren't sleeping, and that would be a sleep study. All right, so let's just say we put that aside. Okay, I have fibromyalgia. I've been di- diagnosed with that. I can't sleep. My life is going the direction I do not want it to go. I'm having trouble getting to work. I'm having trouble interacting with people. I'm having trouble with virtually everything, including pain control. All right, so sleep, we can do something about pain control. Well, what are you going to do about pain control? Put them on narcotics? Probably not a good idea. Uh, Opioids are getting pretty, uh, well, they're scrutinized. They're not getting tight. Availability is still there, but they're getting scrutinized with a higher, uh, at a higher level. And in fibromyalgia, they're really not recommended. They really don't do much. Uh, yeah, you feel a little better, but is that that mu opioid antidepressant effect, that way that opioid makes you feel a little euphoric in the central nervous system? Yeah, that may be it. It's not really helping you sleep. It's not helping you get around. It's not turning things around. All right, what helps you more? Well, the old tried and true, get up, get moving, exercise. Why why do we say this? Well, because pain, addiction, and depression, those uh, connections in the brain that are so critical. When I said functional magnetic resonance imaging, I didn't say that actually we can see that the brain kind of shrinks in chronic pain states and chronic disease states, everything from diabetes to Alzheimer's. When you exercise, you connect. The brain connects at what's called uh, the dendrites, or there's enhanced dendritic formation. And the brain actually kind of gets turned on like a switch, and it, it grows. It, it's, it's enhanced. And when the brain starts um, working better, when these neurons aren't so sick, and they start talking to each other better, depression gets better, situational anxiety gets better, sleep gets better. That's why we harp to get moving stuff. You won't break that old that old excuse, well, I hurt too much to get moving. I have to have some kind of pain control before I get moving. Don't say that. Get up and get moving. You won't break. Your body will thank you for it. All right, what about physical therapy and massage therapy? Okay, so controversial maybe for me to say this is I don't like massage therapy and fibromyalgia. Now, I said that these muscle tender spots and all these other things we talk about with this migratory pain is a peripheral manifestation of a central nervous system problem. Most people, when they leave massage therapists that have true fibromyalgia, they feel great. They go out, uh, jump in the world, and they feel great, and next day, not so good. It's kind of like throwing gasoline on a fire. If you're activating those peripheral trigger points and you're aggravating a potential central mechanism, um, you're not winning. So I'm not advocating just a pharmacologic treatment, but I'm advocating getting moving. Massage therapy, maybe not so much. Physical therapy, that's getting moving. Yeah, I like physical therapy. Range of motion, love yoga, love tai chi, love all these things that just get you moving. If you're laying on a table and somebody's squeezing your muscles, you're not increasing blood flow, getting rid of toxins and that sort of thing. If somebody says they are, show me those papers. Show me that data. Um, You may have increased blood flow because you've just uh, uh, massaged a very rich area of uh, vascularization, but that doesn't necessarily make it better. No, it doesn't. 
And there's really nothing wrong with the muscles. Remember that. There's nothing wrong with the muscles. Your muscles are fine. Studies have shown biopsies are fine, et cetera, et cetera. That's why we went on this uh, uh, run down the rat hole in the 90s and early 2000s saying it's a muscle problem. It's not. What else? Okay. Pain control. I've got to have something. Yeah. Well, I'll take NSAIDs. NSAIDs, not such a good idea. Most people that have fibromyalgia also have associated osteoarthritis. But NSAIDs over a prolonged period of time can enhance hypertension, have cardiovascular effects, GI and renal problems. And a Singh study in 1998, Singh, that's guy's name, S-I-N-G-H, showed that uh, more people died from uh, motor-related problems. Now, I won't use brand name Motrin, I'll say ibuprofen-related problems, than from HIV. It's gotten a little better. Some of the drugs are better. Uh, but uh, these drugs are not benign. And be careful when you're taking insects. All right, what else? I, I got anxiety. I'll just take a benzodiazepine. You know, I, I just do not like benzodiazepines at all. Benzodiazepines drop serotonin. You don't want that. Uh, traditionally, people said that fibromyalgia was a serotonin issue. It's far more complicated than that. And it interrupts sleep architecture. Benzodiazepines do not put you to sleep and keep you to sleep. They mess up your sleep. Benzodiazepines also cause memory disturbance. Well, they get, People with fibromyalgia have problems with memory, and I explain kind of why. All right, and they really have it for me. They just are just are evil drugs. Um, we'll get into benzodiazepines some other time. I don't want to get vectored off, okay? So what about barbiturates? Well, I got headaches, right? So I should take Furanol, Furacet, those are some of the brands. Nope, nope. Highly uh, habituating. These were the old drugs that benzodiazepines were designed to replace. That's what Marilyn Monroe died from. Nope, never drink alcohol and use barbiturates, ever. Okay, reasons for that, we'll talk about it later. All right, what, what other drugs are out there? Well, topicals. Uh, once again, this is not a peripheral problem. It's a central nervous system problem. All right, SSRIs, SNRIs, uh, antidepressants. 40% of people do not respond to antidepressants. Uh, they call it mixed depressive disorder, and that seems to be the case here. Uh, fibromyalgia does respond to some of these drugs. We've seen them respond to these drugs. My clinical experience is if you have depression as one of the real problems that you're experiencing or anxiety, you're going to have a better response than most. Just giving an antidepressant for widespread muscle pain has less of a robust effect. All right, what else is out there? There's others. Okay, uh, definitely not marijuana. Please don't go smoking unmetered marijuana. But you don't know where it came from. You don't know what it is. You don't know how much you're getting. And marijuana causes memory disturbance. 10% of people that smoke marijuana get hooked. Uh, it's a, it's just, it's a black hole. Uh, we need more research on it. We need probably the uh, refined form. And a whole other talk on this we can get into later. So we can go into drugs and keep going on drugs. But the point is, fibromyalgia, mostly uh, in females and males, it's becoming more predominant because we're diagnosing it more. And uh, mostly in the middle age group, it, it has to do with a lot of you getting moving, 
taking care of yourself, watching the modifiable features in your health profile that you can change. Watch your weight, watch you eat, watch the drinking. You can drink coffee. I don't care if you drink coffee. But, you know, it, the, the old rule is real. All things in moderation. Some other things about fibromyalgia. Uh, don't know where research is heading. There's no reason to do research in fibromyalgia. Uh, I don't see a major drug company looking for a cure because what are we curing? It, the Fibro 5 tells us it's a, uh, it's a bigger problem. It's a, it's a broad-based problem, and it's not one thing we can get to. It's like an antibiotic. You know, you have a laser you can go to that bug. It's not like heart disease where we can get the cholesterol down and do some other things. Fibromyalgia, unfortunately, suffered from a PR issue, and that was in the 90s, and I think finally climbing out of that place. So, okay, that's kind of enough on fibromyalgia for now, and I'll, I'll continue to talk about it. Fibromyalgia is a very important uh, discussion point, and it leads off into myofascial pain. It leads off to half of the people that have fibromyalgia also have some spinal axial disease that contributes. It leads off into many different places. We'll talk about interstitial cystitis or pelvic pain, irritable bowel, and this sort of thing, but it just shows that these mechanisms are more complex uh, than just something wrong with your gut or with uh, uh, female or male parts. It's more complex. It has to do with the central nervous system issue. And we, we have to think inside out as opposed to outside in. So please leave some feedback at paininformation.com. I read everything, and I try to get to everything in a timely fashion. But if you got something that's really important or something on your mind, I want to hear from you. Uh, leave a review at iTunes. It really helps me rank. It, I'm not kidding. One or two reviews here and there, it makes a difference. I, I couldn't believe it. I, one or two reviews pop me up uh, significantly, and it makes me more accessible and available for other people. I want people to know the best information about pain that I can give them. I'll get some more hosts on. I would love to hear who you would like on. I have some people... Uh, that I've interviewed that are so fun and exciting. I'm going to be putting them up, and I think you'll really enjoy them. But it's been great, you know, presenting this today as it is one of my favorite topics. I've been writing on fibromyalgia for freaking ever, back before it wasn't even popular. And I've been treating it with exotic medications and drugs and compounded medicines, even ketamine. And these things work. I mean, there's some things out there. We'll talk about them. And I've been writing on it. I have some published articles and a book chapter and a few other things on fibromyalgia. But uh, all of these things, if you want them, I'll see if I can put them up on the web page. Just tell me if you want to see them. I've got to hear from you. All right, I think that's probably enough for now. Let me know how you're doing. Great to be here and see you soon.